On this episode, we discuss the WHO encouraging gaming, a bunch of activity for Super Mario's 35th anniversary, hypersonic vehicle plans, and our guest Cody Goff rounds up a bunch of news. Plus, we take a look back into the past. This and more in this week's show. I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better. And it is part of the Get a Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. This is the official gunnageek.com show. Each week we run down the latest news and happenings in the world of geek. These are your hosts for the show, Stephen, Chris, and SP. Welcome to an all-new episode of the OfficialGunnaGeek.com show. I am Stephen John Drew. This is my podcast studio. It's my bill-paying station, and it's my workspace. I'm pleased to say that Chris Farrell's here this week. This is just my podcast studio because I'm essential for some reason. Fair enough. And also, SP. This is my podcast studio and my bill-paying station, but I refuse to work from here. Fair enough. Uh, I'm happy to say that today we've got a fourth on the show. You might be familiar with his co-hosts, uh, Ashley Haymore, Haymar and Jonathan Martin. That's right. Cody Goff is here. I sure am. And I can verify I haven't left my bedroom in at least two weeks. Perfect. <laughs> Apparently not even a shower. Nope. <laughs> Why bother? Quarantine life, man. Keeps everyone from wanting to come in the apartment if you smell that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, kidding aside, Cody Goff is uh, the most famous uh, Gunna Geek podcaster. Um, I'm saying that, in, that entirely authentically, too. Uh, Cody Goff, why don't you take a moment here to tell everybody a little bit about what you do aside from making the network look handsome? <laughs> I, I do not make the network look handsome. Let's just correct that right now. I was thinking just actually how well-groomed SP is. Like, I'm faking the beard, but this whole, like, isolation thing, you're looking great, man. Looking just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. So it's very close to April 1st, so the beard comes off on April 1st. But what really got me is I saw a picture of a bunch of guys working in the ER that had very massive beards, and then the next shot was them without beards. So I kind of figured scientifically that meant something. So I should probably take it off a couple days early. Ah, there you go. I'm glad you mentioned science, too, because to actually answer Stephen's question, I host a podcast called Curiosity Daily uh, as part of the Discovery family of brands. So like Animal Planet, Food Network, all those guys. Okay, Chris, you win the betting pool. You, I, I said he was going to take two minutes to drop Discovery. You said 30 <laughs> seconds. You won without going over. So Wait, so, so am I actually going to get paid, this means? Because I haven't been paid in five years. <laughs> you got paid five years ago? I think I sent. I think I sent him a cent or something. You see these these mic flags? Stephen printed them and shipped them to me. That was my payment <laughs> for everything true. I've done oh, so That far. was Ooh. about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kidding aside, though. Yes, you are a discovery personality. Go ahead and continue. Yeah, Curiosity Daily is just a way to learn a few things in about ten minutes a day, and it's available as a smart speaker flash briefing. I don't. You guys are really good at that, like saying it so it doesn't wake everyone's speakers up. But if you've got the Amazon thing, you can put it there, but it's also on all the podcast apps. So yeah, that's that's what we do. You just learn a couple of like kind of geeky things, a little bit of science, a little bit of history, a little bit of everything, you know? We don't we don't uh we don't set limits for ourselves. I wouldn't say. So, that's what I've been up to. Well, it is a wonderful show and it's an award-winning podcast. You're a verified Twitter verified award-winning podcaster that does a podcast for Discovery. You are definitely famous now. So, uh congratulations on that Cody Goff. I look good on paper, but not in person <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> That's why Curiosity Daily is not on video though. You're good. <laughs> Dude, you guys are pros. I consider you peers in every sense of the word. Like, literally, I really don't consider myself. Like I said, I've got some bullet points on my resume, but uh, nah, you guys, cheers to you. Gonna geek. It's a good time. Seriously. Well, we appreciate you complimenting us. Thank you. 
Thank you. Of course. Of course. I don't blow smoke either. Well, I do, but not at you guys. SP, I know that you are a massive fan of Curiosity Daily. Uh, Would you like to fan out here for a moment? Yeah, I would. I just want to say thank you very much for playing my voicemail. It was awesome. And I just didn't expect that a voicemail that I would give the great award winning Curiosity Daily podcast would actually make it on air. So, you know, that was a lifelong achievement of mine. You had a good question. What can I say? Uh, you can guess anytime. Give you guys shout outs. We got a voicemail line. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but Stephen, Chris, <laughs> you guys ever want to call in? Ask your question. So- is it acceptable if I call and ask my question in the format of a Stone Cold Steve Austin style promo? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All I know is that I, I am a betting man and I will bet that within 10 seconds of hearing his voice on there, uh, Mr. Pioneer here went and updated his pod chaser to list curiosity daily because Did you. I- <laughs> it was, I, I, I think it was seven seconds. Okay. Actually. Fair enough. Yes. rightfully so but anyways let's go ahead and move on to the news here we go I have to say that I think that this week I am uh, I, I have the worst news out of everybody so we'll just get it on done and over with quickly I'm very impressed with what everybody else dug up Uh, This week, I'm quickly talking about how the World Health Organization has admitted that they are gamers. In fact, I believe that they are saying that you have to game in order to be healthy. I think that's what the summary of this article is, because World Health Organization, WHO, and game companies have launched hashtag play apart together to promote physical distancing The video industry with the World Health Organization is essentially starting a promotional campaign that's encouraging healthy physical distancing by bringing special events, exclusives, and other uh, basically gaming activities uh, to the forefront of our minds with this hashtag. There are people involved, or I should say companies involved, such as Activision uh, to Zynga, whole bunch of different gaming companies involved with this move- movement. Basically, Zynga tr- still exists. I don't know. That's what this article says. Wow. I have no idea. I'm surprised on that too. Wow. <laughs> but- That's how long ago those who doctors actually gamed. <laughs> Verified, <laughs> yeah. Verifying sources is a thing for Curiosity Daily. Okay, not, not here. We don't verify sources. Uh, but no, seriously, apparently this is a big movement that they're trying to make people be aware. And I know what you're saying to yourself. You're saying, Stephen, I can't believe that gamers are staying home to game. Mind-blowing, right? Well, I mean, in the day of the Switch, you don't have to stay home to game in theory. You could go and sit in the park and play your Switch games. Fair enough. But uh, after after this is all over, I want to see a scientific peer review study on the infection rates of gamers versus non-gamers. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll add that to the list. Where's my magic list? I need a magic pen well, and a magic paper. We got to make sure these gamers don't run out of Red, Red Bull and stuff like that because that's going to drive them to go out. Mm, and I don't mean to make a, a glib joke or whatnot, but that's honestly a lot of cases when I was gaming a lot in college and stuff. It was when I ran out of soda or stuff like that. That's when I was like, oh God, I need to leave the house now. I need some. I need some adult beverages and just regular caffeinated beverages. And Hot Pockets. I was more of the pizza roll kind of guy. Oh, okay. Well, same yeah. concept. This is body by pizza roll and uh, pop tarts right here. Well, see here, here in Illinois, they're allowing actually bars and restaurants with a liquor license to deliver alcohol temporarily during oh, the whole quarantine because only, alcohol is an essential service. So. We only get pickup alcohol here. They don't deliver the alcohol to us. I'm really sad. They're actually mm. doing it here as well where they've temporarily allowed them to deliver. And all I know is that as a drunk, <laughs> that makes me excited. <laughs> so instead of a speak easy, you have a deliver easy? Well, there's, al- <laughs> there's also apparently strip clubs delivering too, but that's not here so much as it is a couple uh, states below my province. Hmm. Hmm. It's true. It's true. Oh, uh, look How it up. How did Steven find out about this is what I want to know. So what you're saying is you're moving. 
<laughs> okay, so I just wanted to mention this because um, of two reasons. Number one, I think it's nice to see uh, the World Health Organization uh, getting behind the idea of, yeah, there's lots of fun to be had at home by gaming. But then on the other side, just saying like, let's be honest, gaming at home has been possible and very, very uh, important to gamers for a very long time. And it's even like tabletop gamers, right? Like there have been people who have done tabletop gaming remotely before. So I, I, I don't think this is anything new. I think the, the bigger thing behind this is just that it's being highlighted by the WHO. So uh, I wanted to highlight it. And also, Cody, I know that you used to do a gaming podcast at one point. So you were unqualified to talk about it. But now that you're a discovery personality, I feel like you might be qualified. No, even more unqualified than usual. <laughs> I don't think there's any gaming shows on HGTV or any of our properties, but I'll find out. And if there's not, <laughs> that's, that's my next project. That's Cody's next project. It's going to be like unqualified stay-at-home gamers on HGTV. <laughs> So do you get in the clubs with all the personalities now? I mean, do you go out with Mike Rowe? I hang out with Guy Fieri a lot. Um, <laughs> Taking a lot of trips to Flavortown. The hair makes sense now. The donkey <laughs> sauce. That's what you get a lot of donkey sauce there. You actually get the hair from me. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would believe that. Especially, Are you out of product now, by the way? I, I think I see no product in your hair. This is a major... There's no product strong enough to hold up my hair because I haven't gotten it cut in several weeks. And so here's my theory or my hypothesis is that if I just don't shave and I just let myself totally go, then like six to eight months from now, when I have a clean shaven face and like we're all out of this, then when my wife looks at me, she won't have flashbacks to the pandemic quarantine. You know what I mean? It's like a, she's living with a different person altogether. Fair enough. Smart plan. Mm. I'm rethinking my quarantine beard strategy now. Take it off. <laughs> yeah, because nobody recognized me without the beard. I don't even think you there's any video of me that way. should stop shaving your head, too. Oh, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> For those unfamiliar, we actually stream the show live on Mondays at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time to Geeks.Live. And uh, guest of the show, Suncast, has put forward the idea that I think Cody should just have a mullet. So, Cody, oh, yeah. that's what the fans are wanting. Like the Tiger King gonna happen sooner or later <laughs> he did go to college in minnesota you know the hockey flow is strong up there me no i went to his college in iowa oh that's worse <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's move on to chris's news where he wanted to uh talk more about super mario uh if you didn't know this a couple weeks ago he tested our super mario knowledge Michelle Ely was on the show. <laughs> we all failed miserably. Cody oh, Goff was, was sad so not to have been there, but uh, Chris wants to bring back the Super Mario talk. Well, it's not so much that I want to bring it back, but that it's relevant right now because I don't know if you guys realized we are coming up very close to the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. So what does that wow. mean? Well, it means that Nintendo is supposedly exploring re-releasing some games. There's a British gaming website by the name of Video Game Chronicle. They reported Nintendo will celebrate the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers by releasing updated versions of, quote, most, end quote, of its Super Mario games. They didn't mention any specific games, but Eurogamer has reported that Super Mario Galaxy is among these remastered titles, alongside a couple of other 3D Mario favorites. And they also suggest that Paper Mario will be released this year as well, including a new deluxe version of Super Mario 3D world, adding new levels. This is awesome because Super Mario Galaxy is a game I have not been able to play in ages. I want to play it again because honestly, the only way I played it was by mooching my roommates, either GameCube or Wii. I can't remember which it was on or if we played it on either when I was in college. So it's been Wii. years since I, yeah. Okay. So Wii. so I mooched off my roommates. Wii. it was, it was uh, fun, but now I can play it for myself assuming they re-release it and put it out on the Nintendo Switch. Video Game Chronicle also reported that Nintendo is going to be announcing new details regarding its Super Mar excuse me, Super Nintendo World theme park and potentially an animated Super Mario movie coming soon. So there's a lot of potentially cool Mario news coming up. However, Polygon is where I got this article from. They reached out to Nintendo asking for comment, and Nintendo said, quote, nothing to announce on the topic. <laughs> So a typical Nintendo stonewalling, but if you look at Eurogamer reporting some of this, I tend to believe Eurogamer and Polygon sourcing. 
they're genuinely pretty good about digging these things out. So Super Mario Galaxy and a suit and a excuse me, Paper Mario title, I'm totally in because Paper Mario is one of the most underrated Mario games ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is cool. Uh, I actually didn't realize it was their 35th this year. Um, guess we'll probably see them hold off five more years to see like the massive fanfare for like a uh, actual 40th. But 35th is pretty cool, and uh, I look forward to seeing what what we get out of it. Even though I think they're they're gonna pump the brakes a little bit, being that it's not 40. I'm sure they can re-release the same things at 40 and we're all going to buy them again anyways. <laughs> Let's be no. honest. Nintendo re-releases these classics that I remember playing when I was like 13 or 14 years old and I've bought Ocarina of Time four different times now, I think. Mm. I have a problem, guys. So I'm like, oh, I can replay this now. Okay, Co- Cody Goff, what's your thoughts on this? I know that you are quoted as, and I think I've got it here exactly, Mario is dumb. Uh, I think that that's a direct quote from you on Unqualified Gamers. So uh, what's your thoughts on this? Here's right. Let's skip the animated Super Mario movie. Call up George Lucas and have him make a special edition re-release of the live action Super Mario Brothers movie, which is not that bad. It's not that good either. It's not that (laughs) bad, though. Severely underrated movie. I wrote an article on the original Unqualified Gamers website. It's now at some other podcasts I do website, but I wrote an article about why the Super Mario Brothers movie was not that bad, and I will absolutely stand by that. I will totally watch that movie right now. Since we're talking about uh, Super Mario movie and other entertainment, uh, how about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Who remembers that? So good with the with the two the two uh, the horribly offensive characters. With uh, Captain Lou Albano (laughs) and whoever played Luigi. I think he passed away a couple years ago. It was, it was terrible. Okay. It was absolutely terrible. So Cody, I found your article and I posted it in our chat. (laughs) Perfect. April 2014. I liked the Super Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) (laughs) How did you find that so fast? (laughs) I have great Google skills. Jamie, Jamie, pull up the... (laughs) So I, I Google, reference. man. It's what I have to do. <sighs> He's that. auditioning to be a researcher on your show. Ah, I mean, all right. If I all stop right. being essential, I might need that duty. So <laughs> keep me in mind. If my being essential goes away, uh, I can I can Google with the best of them. Uh, this article, by the way, uh, is taking me completely back. I remember this logo. Uh, I completely forgot about this until I'm seeing it right now. I'm pretty sure when this came out, there was like a big McDonald's promotion or something, wasn't there? Probably. I I don't think it rated McDonald's. I think it was Burger King. It might have been Wendy's, but I'm thinking Burger King. (laughs) Ooh, bad if it got all the way down to Wendy's. That's my point. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for filling us in on that news there, Chris Farrell. Uh, we look forward to seeing you do a podcast entirely dedicated to all of the 35th anniversary Super Mario releases with Cody Goff. I hear that he wants to do that. I'll do it. I'm too busy playing Animal Crossing right now, guys. I have no life. <sighs> you and everyone else on the internet watching Tiger King and playing Animal Crossing. Wait, don't judge my weekend, Cody. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> it's quarantine life, damn it. What am I supposed to do? We finally found the commonality. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next thing here, which is all to do with hypersonic vehicle plans. This is all to do with Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Another great video game movie. <laughs> sure, we can go there. I have no idea who Sonic the Hedgehog is, but sure, let's go there. No, this is about Stratolaunch. Remember Stratolaunch? It had that big, huge plane, the biggest plane the world has ever seen. It's flown once. It was started by Paul Allen. You remember Stratolaunch? We talked about it before, Stephen. I do remember. I do. Yeah. Well, you know that Paul Allen passed away and his sister decided to sell the company off and it was sold off and decided to take a different route rather than just launching vehicles into orbit they decided to announce hypersonic vehicle plans. This was an article that I found this morning on spacenews.com. 
That is March 30th, 2020, and it was written by Jeff Faust, who is basically spacenews.com. And he said, Strata Launch, the company founded by the late billionaire Paul Allen, as an air launch company announced on March 30th, it is developing a reusable hypersonic vehicle called Talon A, designed to be launched from the company's giant aircraft. Talon A will be powered by a liquid propellant rocket engine and fly up to speeds of Mach 5 to Mach 7 before gliding back to a runway landing. It will also be able to take off on its own from a one runway under rocket power. The Strata Launch Talon A is a flexible high-speed testbed built for offensive hypersonics, hypersonic defense, and hypersonic R&D, the company said in a fact sheet about the program. The document emphasizes the vehicle's ability to provide Quote, heretofore unobtainable measurement access to the hypersonic flight environment on a reoccurring basis, unquote. The company said it expects an initial operating capability for the Talon A in 2022. By 2023, Strata Launch plans to support multiple Talon A missions on a single flight of its Strata Launch aircraft, with as many as three Talon A vehicles carried by the plane at once. Quote, this unique capability enables multiple hypersonic flight opportunities on a single day or the near simultaneously launch of three Talon vehicles, which may support specific operational scenarios, unquote, the company said in a statement. The vehicle will be 8.5 meters long with a wingspan of 3.4 meters and a total mass of about 2,720 kilograms at launch, which is roughly the weight of a single cyber truck. I knew, I I knew you guys it. were going to ask, so I <laughs> thought I'd throw that you in. You know, there. we just give you this like pregnant pause now. That's all we do. Yeah, okay. Strata Launch did not disclose details about the vehicle's propulsion system, including whether the engine will be developed internally to the company or purchased from another company. The company also did not disclose the estimated cost to develop said vehicle. After Vulcan, Allen's holding company, sold Strata Launch to private investors led by Cerberus Capital Management in October, the company suggested a shift in focus to hypersonic research. In January of 2020, the company confirmed it was interested in hypersonics testing using its aircraft after a conference paper from 2018 outlining some designs for hypersonic testbed vehicles resurfaced online. Quote, our business plan is built around the operation of a fleet of vehicles with both government and industry customers, unquote. Mark Bitterman, which is the vice president for government relations and business development at Strata Launch. And he said that March 4th at a conference in Colorado. He went on to say, quote, what we're looking at essentially are customizable, reusable and affordable rocket powered testbed vehicles and associated flight services, unquote. The company is leaving the door open for future launch services besides Talon A and a second hypersonic vehicle Talon Z about which the company says is only in development. Strata Launch's website also includes a space plane called Black Ice, which is a holdover from the company's earlier launch vehicle development plans. Now, Black Ice is a fully reusable space plane that enables advanced on-orbit capability and cargo return, the company said in a statement. Initially designed for cargo, but with a follow-on variant capable of transporting crew. The company offered no timetable for developing black ice. All those vehicles will depend on Strata Launch's aircraft, which made its first and to date only test flight nearly a year ago. Bitterman said at the conference that Strata Launch plans to resume test flights of the plane in September as part of the effort to win certification from the Federal Aviation Administration. Guys, this was kind of a lengthy article. I did pare it down quite some bit, but there's just a lot of information. This was one thing that hit me in the face this morning. This is a really big announcement from Strata Launch, which was in all intents and purposes, a dying company. Absolutely. That's the point that I wanted to bring up right now, because I remember when we talked about how Strata Launch was laying off workers everywhere and we basically called them dead. Uh, I'm surprised actually that it was sold to any company based off of that information. I, I had no idea that there was private investors that came into this. And I, I, if you talked about it, I apologize. I forgot, but I had, I had no idea that, or, or I didn't remember 
or I didn't know, I don't know which one it is, that that they continued on. So it's nice to see this Stratalotch name continue because for a while there, you were regularly updating us about them and then it was like, oh, well, I guess they're out of it. They're, they're no more. Well, this came during my hiatus last fall as I was trying uh, to, you know, finish the engine stuff. And then when I came back, I did a comprehensive review of the big stories that occurred. Honestly, I didn't think this was a big story. I saw it happening. I saw the acquisition and I thought it was just, you know, dead. They were going to sell everything off piecemeal. I didn't know what they were going to do with the aircraft. This is a monumental step forward because remember, they were going to launch three Pegasus XL rockets underneath the wings of this thing. And now they've shifted to saying, hey, we can do three hypersonic test vehicles on the same flight. I think it's a little bit overkill, especially in, in the initial stages when they're just trying to figure out talent A. But eventually, you know, this could be something that they really want to do for uh, governmental customers. And Cody, when are you and Mike Rowe going to go do a little bit of a documentary on the people working behind the scenes on Strata Lunch? Honestly, my only question is, uh, based on the last story, SP, was that you auditioning to replace me when I go on paternity leave? <laughs> That's available? Yeah. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're hired. I, I don't know what Ashley's <laughs> thoughts are on this, but I like... Well, I just tweeted her. I haven't heard back from her yet. So <laughs> I apologize, SP, but I can't get behind that because... I know that you'll agree with me that the clearly better option is that Ashley just does both parts. Mm. Yeah, somebody's got to produce for her. Something <laughs> tells me that she knows how to hit record, but beyond that, I'm not sure. She did some audio editing, actually, for uh, one did. of the interviews we did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, well, she was like, all we do is podcast now, so she probably start learning editing software. So she started working in audition and, you know. She's extremely smart, so she's picking up on it pretty quick. Okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah, I, I stand corrected. Steven's right. There is no need to bring in anybody else. She can do it all on her own. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Look, I am highly replaceable. And based on what you just did, I'm going to say you'd be a pretty safe bet, SP. That's all I got to say. Okay. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to the future people who are sourcing this material right now. When they put it in the documentary uh, behind the scenes of when Cody and Ashley broke up, they're going to mark <laughs> this part right now as the, the, the uh, starting point to all of that because Cody spilled the secrets live. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this, uh, you know, violating your NDA with, uh, with Discovery, Cody? Oh, I have no NDAs. Are you kidding? I'm so far down the totem pole, no one knows I'm there. <laughs> I don't want to keep it that way. <laughs> they know <laughs> Ashley, but they have much. no idea. The guy that Ashley's with, right? <laughs> right, basically. We've actually had to re-record some advertisements for Purple Mattress. Because like one time we recorded one, and then she was like, wait a minute. Can we redo the first couple lines to make sure it's very clear that we're not talking about sleeping on the same mattress? <laughs> like, that is a good idea. That is a very good idea. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, you, you have sponsors. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to the next news point, or should I say news points, uh, for those of you who are not watching the video side of things, we got a little news bar along the side that puts things down that what we're going to be talking about. And uh, I just gave the whole section to quote verified Cody Goff's news end quote, because I knew that he had a couple things he probably would want to talk about right now. And also I just wanted to highlight Cody Goff more. <laughs> I appreciate that. Look um, in the style, I guess of curiosity daily, um, like, like our show is like 10 minutes and we do three stories real quick. Right. So we don't get, Super, super deep. We just kind of give you all you need to know. And so, like, my, I actually have three basically headlines that almost speak for themselves for my news segment. So it's not going to be as in depth as what SP just did, but uh, it's, it's a few things that you can kind of take, take with you that are definitely geeky. As I used to do a video game podcast here on the Gunna Geek Network that is now in an in indefinite hiatus. Because it's I, a long-term hiatus. We expect you'll be back one day for the inevitable Game Life Balance US 20-year uh, reunion episode or something. Yeah, it, it would be about that because I'm thinking it would be when their kids are about 18. So that's just what I'm thinking, where Cody I, has to find something else to do. I have asked Jonathan Martin to come back and do episodes. And every time I suggest it, he just blows me off. Apparently, he's busy being a pharmacist during a global pandemic. <laughs> 
oh, whatever. Okay, excuses, excuses. But that's fair. But anyway, uh, I do have a couple of game-related things that may be of interest to Gunna Geek podcast listeners. So the first one is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, yes, it got delayed. It was initially supposed to be released in early March, delayed to April 10th-ish. I think that's right. And like that was a bummer, right? Like no one likes when games are delayed. But but I really do feel like they've been doing a really good job of communicating to their to their fans. Like, you know, they they put out this big statement. They're like, look, we know you've been looking forward to it. We just want to get a couple things tweaked. So give us a few more weeks. And now they're doing that with their shipping, basically. And so basically, not to bury the lead, the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to ship early for some customers. So you may get it before it's officially released. Now, this doesn't help me because I'm getting the digital download. But essentially what they said is like, look, supply chains are being disrupted. Mail systems, shipping systems, they're overloaded. Um, some stuff isn't getting places on time. You know, varying country to country. Here in the U.S., I believe our, our mail systems are functioning pretty much as expected and probably in Canada too. But there are places where it's not. So the Final Fantasy VII remake producer Yoshinori Kitase and director Tetsuya Nomura explained that the game is shipping early to Europe and Australia, uh, again, as COVID-19 has caused disruption to distribution channels. And so they're just like, look, it's hard to time this perfectly because usually they, they set it out, it gets to everybody at the same time, and then they release it at the same time. They're just like, you know what? People are all quarantined anyway. Let's just ship it early. And if people get it, that's great. And they released it alongside a statement that says, please, no spoilers. Because I don't know if you know, they've added lots of story beats and characters and other dimensions to the game. So there, there's going to be surprising stuff. And uh, so that, that's potentially good news for anybody that got the remake. So um, my take my takeaway from this is that the folks at Game Life Balance Australia are going to have the exclusive coverage because none of the rest <laughs> of us here will be able to play it. So I'm sure well, they'll go and spoil us of everything. Based on how much AC constantly trash talks the Final Fantasy series, I'm guessing they're going to skip this one. He's going to do it just to spite us, I think, is what's going to happen here. Just to spite us. Here's the spoiler drop. We're like, no, I've waited years for this. No. I was under the impression that AC was going to take a week off and Jonathan Martin was going to go guest over there. Oh, there you go. You know, many possibilities, all of which make me look and feel horrible. And, uh, <laughs> Okay, so which which is your favorite Final Fantasy of all times, Cody Goff? I mean, right now, 14. I've been playing 14. It's the subscription massively multiplayer online RPG. I've played it almost daily for at least two years, if not three. Um, it, it's going to be my favorite probably from now on. Growing up, it was six. I mean, I loved seven like everybody else. I love many of them. But 14 is just the ultimate fan service, the ultimate grind, the ultimate just everything. So... For me, there's no nothing will ever touch that. Like that, that's probably my favorite game of all time at this point. Oh wow, that that's a, that's a go. bold statement. I know, I know. Um, but I want to get to a couple other quick news items. Uh, one is that Steam is limiting game auto updates to manage peak demand. So we've all heard that, like internet service providers, you know. ISPs and broadband, like it's getting kind of choked by everyone being at home and not having any entertainment options other than streaming services and television. So um, Steam is limiting its auto updates. So just if you know your game has a big update coming out, you can go into your Steam settings and, and basically change when and how it'll update. Um, this will be really helpful, especially during the workday. You'll want to go and double check your settings because as many of us are working from home and doing, you know, uh, video calls, we want to make sure that we are not choking our own internet off. Um, also, I don't know, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this on recent episodes, but some tweet was circulating that was like, limit your online gaming habits to, you know, protect broadband rates and stuff, which, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I, from what I've read, is patently absurd because yes. about an hour of streaming a high-definition video on Netflix is like several gigabytes, whereas an hour of online play is a handful of megabytes. The reason being, and you can, you can logic this out in your own brain, internet, like online gaming has to be instantaneous. When I shoot a bullet in Call of Duty, someone's got to feel that bullet hit them in the head in Call of Duty instantaneously, right? 
Uh, with Netflix and streaming services, they're allowed to buffer. There's no rush, right? So it's in the video game designer's best interest to make that data transfer as small and as streamlined as possible. So from every you know measurement I've read from computer scientists and every logical uh, extrapolation you can make about video gaming, it just makes sense that gaming Correct. isn't what's you know throttling our bandwidth. So I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, Chris. Well, all I was going to say is this is the entire reason why Steven gave back his Google Stadia. He didn't want to be consuming excess bandwidth by streaming content from Google servers to his house. He knew this was coming. He didn't tell us that the internet was going to be in short supply, so he gave back a stadia. So, Stephen, good on you for being ahead of the curve. I would usually go along with the joke that you just made, but I want no part of anybody thinking that I knew this was coming. Okay, let me make that very clear. <laughs> very clear. I didn't mean the virus in general. I just meant internet shortage, for uh, lack of a better term. Well, now I feel like a real jackass. Get that <laughs> he was just channeling, channeling Ready Player One. That that's what he was reading Ready Player One and saw the movie and he okay this is what the future is going to be I got to get ready for it. I've, I've never I've never actually had any exposure to any Ready Player One content in my life other than people mm. talking about it. That's an that admission you know I'm going to say right now that you know of. Oh, <laughs> fair point. I, um, I feel like it's an it's a tie into the whole thing, so I'll just go ahead and act like I know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> one other real quick lightning fast news item for those gamers out there like myself. CNET and a bunch of other outlets are reporting that you can buy two games, get one free at Target and Amazon. And we're talking all games. We're talking board games, tabletop games, video games. So hop on over to Amazon or Target, specifically their gaming sections, to look at all the full details because I don't have those like, you know, handy and, and available to elaborate on. But it is a pretty expansive sale from what I understand. So uh, I would go check that out. And look, we could all use some games to help get us through stuff. There's also a game on Steam called Drawful 2. Uh, it's like awful, but with a DR in the, in the beginning of it. It is free right now. So some friends of mine downloaded it. And it's, it's one of those games where like you pull up the game on one TV screen and everyone joins a lobby on their phone. Uh, and, uh, I played it with some friends over zoom the other day, the one guy with it on his screen shared it over zoom and we all logged in and we got on our phones and my wife and I sat on the couch and played it together with them. And it was really fun. So, um, now is a good time for games, you know, board games, part of the like etymological, uh, origin of it was like games to play when you're bored. Right. So, um, I don't actually know if that's true. I just made that up. I like it though. <laughs> I'm going to pretend it's true. I think it is. I think that anyway, it doesn't matter. But 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 the games are, you know, a thing you can do when you're bored. And look, we're not out all able to like congregate and play sports or watch sports. Or, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go over it. We all know what we can't do right now. But what we can do is play games. Now's a good time for that. So uh, go check those out. And I hope you find some deals and I hope you have some fun with it. Speaking of Drawful 2, it is also free on Apple TV. I think it's nine cents on the Nintendo Switch because they couldn't make it free for some reason. I think most platforms, they've made it free or as close to free as the platform allows right now. It's nice. by Jackbox, who makes a bunch of party games. So it's well worth checking out and playing. I've got yeah, lots yeah. of Jackbox games and or Jackbox, Jack, 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 Jackbox, Jackbox games, and they're they're fun. They're they're good. It's been a while since I've played any, but yeah, they're. They're fantastic because they are interactive over the internet, too. I know it was a couple years ago for what's that fundraiser, the gaming fundraiser that uh, Extra, Life? Extra Life. Extra Life. I think it was that. Uh, Naki had done, I think it was Naki, had done um, a stream to do with with playing some of those Jackbox games. And uh, you could play over the, like you could join in because they were streaming. It was pretty fun. So definitely uh, get it while you can and also pay attention to all other games that you play right now. A lot of companies I've noticed are putting out lots of free packs and things right now. So, you know, there I think a lot of different companies and game developers are stepping up to entertain people right now and and give them some stuff for free that they can just enjoy. So definitely take a look at what's out there if you're a gamer at all. Yeah. 
And the last thing that I just want to quickly mention before we go to a special segment, uh, I had to talk about this today. I, I saw this. Uh, I'll just read out the headline right now. Astrophysicist gets magnets stuck up nose while inventing coronavirus device. Now you want to know more, right? Science yeah. is great. <laughs> so what happened was an Australian astrophysicist ended up trying to create a device where a, it would try to keep your hands off of your face. He was at home. He was bored. And he thought, well, what I could try to do is do it with magnets. We could create a little bit of a collar and somehow have it with magnets where if you start to bring your face towards your or your hands towards your face, then it, it vibrates. Well, he screwed that up, apparently, and it was the opposite. So it just buzzed nonstop unless you had your hands near your face. So he went back <laughs> to the drawing board and he tried again and he thought, okay, well, then maybe I got to do some form of other thing with, with magnets on my face. And I guess what happened, and I'll just summarize, he, he put <laughs> magnets near his nose and they kind of, because they were the, I can never say it, the neo, neo, whatever magnets. How do you say that? Neo, someone help me. Sorry? Neodynamic? Yes, I think that's what it is. Uh, anyways, he ended up, uh, he, he put them near his nose and they kind of stuck together. And he got on Google to see oh. how, how, how this could be resolved. And he came across an article where apparently there was like an 11-year-old who had had this happen. And how did they solve it? They ended up using more magnets to pull them down. Apparently, it went very wrong with the more magnets. And because mm. he had a bridge on his nose, there was all sorts of troubles. And so then he ended up having to actually uh, get some assistance. Because, oh, I just touched my face. You know, it was <laughs> one of those typical things where it's like, Let's fight fire with fire. But uh, don't, no, no. I'll put the link in the notes, but I don't know. It's really written like there's interview quotes and stuff, and it's really kind of written in a humorous tone. So I guess he kind of sees, sees the fun in it. But I don't know. It made me kind of just the tone in his quotes kind of makes you go, okay, everybody's stuck at home. And sometimes so things can even happen to astrophysicists. <laughs> So what Steven didn't want you to know is our very next segment is him recreating this magnet conundrum <laughs> on himself while we provide running commentaries. You heard it here, folks. Stay tuned for magnets. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to be the, the magnet guy on the fans the now demand it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the chat room will chime in demanding it shortly. Perfect. So, Cody, I know you had the heebie jeebies. Anything you want to comment on that? All I can say is, can't wait to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, congratulations on that. Congratulations on that indeed, Cody Goff. Thank you. Yeah, I'm expecting, uh, we're expecting a baby in about five months. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. First time. I, I like it how he went from I'm expecting to we're expecting. <laughs> did yeah. I say we're expecting? You said we're. I, I, mean, I you, said, you, you first said I, and then you slipped to we're. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and move on to my special segment. Cody, do you want that? Uh, yes, more badly than anything. <laughs> All right, it's been a while since we've done this segment called Know Your Geek. Know Your Geek is similar mm. to Geek Wars, but it's all about an individual. Essentially, what happens is the individual asks questions about themselves. And so we learn a little bit about that individual. Now, usually we do this when we have had a guest on for the first time and we want to learn a little bit more about them. But here's the thing. We've got a very special guest today, Cody Goff. And I thought it was important that we kind of do this segment again with Cody, learning a little bit more about Cody. But the thing is, because Cody is such a high-profile, verified discovery personality, I knew he wouldn't have time to put together questions. So I've prepped questions for him that he doesn't know about. What? In fact, I dug into the <laughs> unqualified gamers archive to yes! dig up five questions to do with Cody Goff. SP just shaking his head. <laughs> I thought that we would ask five multiple choice questions about Cody Goff to do with unqualified gamers. And the way that Know Your Geek works 
everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance to answer. And so if all three of you said the same answer and all three of you got it right, you get a point. So uh, that's how Know Your Geek works. And don't worry, for those of you who have not, not listened to Unqualified Gamers, we'll make sure you feel very familiar with Unqualified Gamers by the end of this segment. Okay? Are you ready for this? I can't no. wait. I'm a little scared. <laughs> and by the way, I, I will still keep track of points as usual. So oh, we'll no. make sure that you, that we get you your points where points are deserved. Uh, let's start off with question number one. Award-winning podcast personality Cody Goff started episode 29 as follows. Um... Oh, that sounds like a that sounds like a hefty sandwich that you've got there. So that that's how he started out episode twenty nine. Award winning personality, <laughs> discovery personality, Cody Goff started out with that. <laughs> Was Cody eating a a BLT, B a peanut butter and jelly, C a cold cock combo, or D a clubhouse? And oh, I should specify right now, Cody will always be the one to answer last in case he really truly knows himself. And so I don't want you guys gaming the system. So let's start off with Chris. No well, game theory. What would you like to say, Chris? Uh, give me peanut butter and jelly. All right. How about you, SP? I honestly, I remember this and I, I was thinking it was a tuna melt, but it's either C or D. I'm going to go with D. Okay, you're going to go with the clubhouse. And Cody, what would you go with? I, I'm actually on the same page as SP. I'm going to go with C or D, so I'll guess C. You're going to go C? All right. So let's have a listen and find out what it was. Um, oh that, sounds like a, that sounds like a hefty sandwich that you've got there. Cold cut combo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a cold cut combo. Like I said, we'll make sure you're familiar with unqualified gamers by the end of these five questions. Cody, I'm sure that one's going on your demo reel when this is all said and done, isn't it? I've, I had no idea. I knew SP was right. It was C or D. I just happened to process of elimination. It, there's no reason I should have gotten that, but that's where here we are. I, I had to also try to uh, you know channel my inner Cody as I was giving the other answers. I'm like, what what feasibly would Cody like? Because if I put like, like, let's say I did tuna and you hated tuna, you'd right away know it wasn't tuna. Mm, so true, I tried true. to channel well, I like my inner food. Cody. So I like all food. So. All right. So question number two. In episode 104 of the Unqualified Gamers podcast, Cody talked about a recent appearance on All Things Good and Nerdy. Oh, what no. was his feedback about this appearance? Was it A? Quote, hashtag fun podcast much better than this podcast, end quote. B, that they are superior to John in every way. <laughs> C, they talked about his hair the entire time. Or D, that Naki was wonderful, but he could have done without the rest. <laughs> so which, which of these four very plausible answers is it? <laughs> I, I think it was A. Because that All was right. a gag on that show was doing hashtag for a long time. So you're going to say A? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris is saying A. How about you, SB? I want to say A, but in the spirit of wanting to be different, I will go D. But I, I want to say A because that it's Cody. That's what Cody does. Dot com, dot org, dot <laughs> CA, that, that sort of stuff. All right. So you're going to say D? How about you, Cody? Yeah. .tumblr.com. A and B sound the least potentially offensive, and I'm I'm a very like overly considerate person sometimes. So I'm gonna go with B. You're gonna go with B. Well, unfortunately, none of you know Cody. We are part of the Gonna Geek Network. There's a lot of really cool shows. I was on All Things Good and Nerdy, which I've been on several times before. I love those guys, very fun. They talked about my hair the whole time, so Apparently, anyone I podcast or broadcast with is obsessed with my hair. I guess I'm that good looking. <laughs> Mostly so. how much we hate your hair. So <laughs> I wanted to bring this clip up specifically because at first I was like, whoa, that, that, that's changed. That's changed because of Curiosity Daily. And then I remembered Ashley shared a story about how 
she first met you, which I believe involved a story about this guy coming in with insane hair, I think was more or less what she said. So I guess it still stands. Dude, I've been working with Brian Noonan at WGN Radio for 11 years. And last week, we did a Facebook Live on his fan page. We've been doing a Facebook Live once a week to kind of like keep the audience entertained. And even then, my hair came up. Like, it's just a nonstop, <laughs> constant focal point of every conversation I have with any broadcast I have. I, 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 dude, I can't. It's not even crazy right now. It's just kind of all over the place. But I, I don't know what it is. But here we are. So, yeah, guilty as charged. <laughs> all right. Well, question number three. This past week, us Cody Goff stalkers found out that him and his wife are expecting child. Uh, my understanding is they're going to actually take turns incubating the baby. That's my understanding. Uh, That's what I heard. Yeah. We can take a little bit of a look into pre-married life Cody Goff during episode number 40 of Unqualified Gamers. <laughs> what did Cody talk about when recapping his pre-married life weekend? Was it A that he played Civ 5 for 10 hours straight. B, he had a disaster of a date and spent the entire evening trying to find a way out of it. Or C, he spent an entire day trying to edit unqualified gamers to, quote, fix John's audio, end quote. Ooh, A or C could both be it, I think. I, I don't think it's C. Yeah. I think, it's I think it was I think it was A, because I remember some Civ talk. All right, Chris is going with A. How about you, SP? Yeah, I want to go A too, but um, in the spirit of <laughs> differentiation, I will go B. All right, how about you, Cody? I'll go C in the spirit of differentiation. <laughs> They're all very plausible. <laughs> what? <laughs> C is not plausible. There's no way you spent all day trying to fix John's audio. <laughs> You have never heard John's raw audio. <laughs> oh, right. this was before he got a good mic. Okay. Let's go and find out. But uh, but first, how, how was your weekend? Did you do anything? I finished my 40-plus hour game of Civilization V. <laughs> okay, so you played video games, which we'll probably talk about at some point today. What did you do non-video game related? I played Civ Five for 10 hours straight on Saturday. I don't understand the meaning of your question. So, yes, Chris was right. Uh, Pre-married life Cody, very different than married life Cody, right? No. <laughs> Absolutely the same. Are you kidding? If I played Civ for 10 hours straight, my wife would, like, love it. Are you kidding? That would be a highlight. She'd be like, thank God he's just playing Civ for 10 hours and then like leaving me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it stands at one and one, uh, one for Chris, one for Cody. Let's go on to question number four. And by the way, remember, there's only five. Uh, verbose professional podcaster Cody Goff is known for articulating an in-depth story in a condensed manner that packs a bunch of information into a short, easy-to-understand podcast. During episode 93, we heard the entire opposite, making a simple point long-winded when he talked about what purchase. Was it A, a new internet modem, B, a router, C, a microphone, or D, a toothbrush. Oh, geez. D, toothbrush. SB's going toothbrush. I'll take the router. All right, Chris is going with the router. Cody? I, I was going to say router, but I guess I'll go modem. You guys can pick the same one, but okay. Nah, All nah, right. modem. No All right, let's find out. Again, uh, professional podcaster articulating all sorts of things. Very verbosely. Uh, <laughs> I was, I did. I was looking at all the stuff on Amazon for Cyber Monday, and I'm, I'm looking around, and uh, somehow it led me to looking into routers because one was on sale. Then I looked at more routers, and it, long story short, I ended up getting a router. So <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know. <laughs> that one just made me laugh for no good reason. So, anyways, you got a router. How's that router doing? I don't have that one anymore. <laughs> I now have a portal router. Oh, how's that doing? I had one of those. I did yeah. too. 
Yeah. Do, did past tense. You didn't, yeah. didn't work out for you? They went mine, tango uniform on both of us. Yeah, mine pooed itself. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've had mine for like at least four years, maybe five, and it's you, perfect. You've got to remember, I am cursed when it comes to routers. If they last two years for me, that's a good run for me, and then they somehow melt down. Yeah, mine lasted a little bit more than two years, and we were both on mesh systems now. Actually, I think we're both on the same mesh system. We're Eros. both running the Eero yeah. system. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All fairness, uh, just to put you at ease a little bit here, Cody, uh, think about a little bit about what their situation is, that they've got uh, multiple people in their houses uh, streaming all the time. And right. for a long time, you only had one person, right? So that's probably, I mean, yeah. probably why. Uh, I mean, the thing with portal is that it doesn't use the same lanes as other wireless networks and i'm look i'm in an apartment building in chicago so i've got like 12 people within a few hundred feet of me that are also on wireless networks so for my situation it's ideal um but uh, actually we're under contract for a house in the suburbs so uh i may have to be getting a new uh router soon as long as that sale goes through how many square nice. feet is the house two thousand ish uh, you might be able to cover it with a single router. All right. We'll see. All right. And the last question. Oh, by the way, Chris is at two. Uh, as we know, Cody hosts an award-winning podcast that shares scientifically backed data on a daily basis. In episode at 57, Cody theorized that he became sick because of which of the following? A, a recent incident on Chicago public transit. B, he recently got a virus on his computer. <laughs> C, he had been talking with John over Skype. Or D, uh, well, on this one, we try to keep the show family friendly. So let's just say it was a recent activity that uh, two consenting folks do that may start with S and end with X. All right. So I'll, I'll take the shot at John because that sounds likely. <laughs> All right. So you'll take that. Okay. I mean, Casey could have been sick, but I'll go the I'll I'll go public transit. All right. I uh, I like to I like I like variety, but I, I'm gonna have to go with the John one, All same right. as Chris. <laughs> well, let's find out here, dude. Colds last forever. Your cold lasts forever. Cold colds last forever. Your cold is, lasts forever. It does. Did I get you? Did I get you sick over the? The podcast? You got me sick. It was either because we were talking on Skype you got me sick or because of the s*** that we had. <laughs> so there was actually two answers there. So there was two. It was C or D. Oh, man. However, uh, what we have determined is that Chris knows Cody better than Cody knows himself. That's what we determined today. Maybe I just listen to more unqualified gamers than Cody listened to. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to do that. I thought it would be a little fun because, yes, uh, unqualified gamers was the first uh, podcast that Cody had on the Gunna Geek Network. And that was a long time ago. And I thought it would be kind of fun to walk down unqualified gamer memory lane, but not Geek Wars because uh, we've done two Geek Wars lately. So I had to change the name to Know Your Geek. No, but that, that was really fun. That was really cool. That was really, really cool. Like I I I feel like John and I had had some really funny moments and it was a pretty fun, fun time with him. But uh, you know, life happens, like he's got two kids and he's a pharmacist and like everything is crazy right now. And it's just it's just not in the cards right now. But like, uh, you know, I'm glad we're still like technically on the Gunna Geek Network. Like, and I I want to do more stuff. I've been talking to AC from Game Life Balance Australia, which is a better show. That is consistent and uh, they're good at posting um, about maybe doing a guest appearance on them. So like, I, like it was all a good time. That that was really great, Stephen. And I appreciate you doing that. And uh, I hope that we can bring more silly gamerness uh, to Gonna Geek in the future. Well, I do have to say that uh, one of the best aspects that I used to love about unqualified gamers, and I used to literally bust out laughing was just the deadpan <laughs> humor between you two. Uh, so, like, I, I think you guys have such a solid humor relationship uh, that it, it's a shame that you, it's not on a podcast anymore. I know. I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But thank you. And yes, I do hate John. He <laughs> sucks. Wait, Russian or pharmacist? They're both. Dude, don't even get me started on Russian. 
The other one's bad. They're both very bad. I'm the only good thing. That's where we're at. Very eloquent, sir. Very eloquent indeed. <laughs> Goodthing.com. Uh, before we go, uh, Cody, I'll turn it to you last to plug and promote. Uh, Chris, do you have anything that you want to plug or promote? Oh, boy. Uh, yes, I do. If you go to the Gun and Geek Discord, go to the All Things Good and Nerdy channel. We are still soliciting feedback for our Cabin Fever playlist, as we're calling it. What we're trying to do for the next few weeks while everyone is quarantined at home is offer all sorts of different internet TV shows, streaming programs, YouTube channels, video games, things like that that can keep you entertained while you're stuck around the house. We would love to have you be a part of our Cabin Fever playlist if you go to the All Things Good and Nerdy channel over at geeks.link slash discord, it will take you directly to a Google Doc where you're starting to capture that stuff. And each week we'll share three to five more suggestions off the playlist. Uh, SP, anything that you want to plug or promote? I actually want to turn it around and, and say that if you have a podcast and you need a guest at any point in time, go ahead and hit me up. You can hit Chris up. You can hit Steven up. We'll be glad to guest on your podcast. And Go ahead and do. I'm sure Cody would too, but if his wife allows him to. But the the, <laughs> the three of us, you know, will be on your podcast. So go hit us up and and uh, we'll discover what we're going to talk about. True story. With this free time, we're happy to go and help people start things up, be a part of it. I should have probably mentioned when I was plugging things that I'm sitting in on Art House Legends tomorrow night as we record to discuss Ooh. the classic James Bond movie, 1964's Goldfinger. Nice. Ooh. Uh, I want to just take a moment here before Cody Goff plugs and promotes and just plug the Gunna Geek Network in general. Uh, if you check it out, the Gunna Geek Network has some fun content, but you can definitely apply to be a part of the network if you would like. But uh, Chris mentioned the Discord. I, I want to say right now that specifically, yes, okay, go check out all the all things good, all things good nerdy channel, like he said. But in specific, the general uh, Discord has been very supportive of each other overall. Through all of this, there's been lots of really good uh, individual small pockets of chatter happening here and there about a ton of different things. So please, if you're not on the Discord, come check it out because there is a lot of good conversation happening all throughout that Discord server right now. So obviously, first, make sure you're subscribed to all of the Gunna Geek Network podcasts, but then come to Discord and chat over there. And Cody Goff, what else would you like to plug and promote? Yeah, I mean, you can go to curiositydaily.com or your favorite podcast app or your Amazon smart speaker flash briefing to subscribe to us, get smarter in a few minutes every day, about 10 minutes or so per episode, five days a week. Um, we, uh, we, we had a bit of a challenge with the whole coronavirus thing because like we, we are like a science podcast, but we, we we're, not a, we're not like a, a news cycle, daily news developing story kind of show. Um, but at the same time, we cover science. So a few weeks ago, we're like, look, what do we do? The entire world is quarantining right now. And we're a science show. Like, we should probably do something. So we've, we've done a little bit of special coverage on uh, the whole COVID deal, if you want to follow that. Our angle is really like, what's not going to change? So we interviewed an epidemiologist. We said, like, look, what do we know for sure about this whole situation? What will not change? And you know, teach people what an epidemic is like, what a pandemic is like, all that. Interview a vaccine researcher. How are vaccines made? How are they developed? What's the process like? How do they work? How do they attack viruses in your body? Stuff like that. So we've done a couple special interviews in the last couple of weeks to kind of like, you know, rein in and, and give you like some general broad knowledge. But other than that, we're pretty much business as usual. This week, we've got some fun stuff going on. Uh, you know, like last Friday, we talked about how an anonymous 4chan poster helped solve a 25-year-old mathematics mystery about uh, super, um, about something. I don't remember the name of it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, about super, God, what is it? There's some word that starts with super. Just just, just say that it's a tease. You're teasing right it's now. It's a tease. It's super something. It's, you'll have to figure it out yourself. Um God, that's annoying that I can't remember it. All I can think of is superposition, which is quantum physics, because we talk about quantum physics a lot, but it's not it's not superposition. It doesn't matter. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, really cool stuff that we have. It's, it's, it's general knowledge. It's five days a week. We work really hard on it. And uh, 
you know, in this whole quarantine deal, we're, we're still working really hard, as I'm sure a lot of other people are. Uh, and if you're not able to just stay home all the time, if you're out on the front lines, grocery stores, um, supply chains, like whatever you do, you know, like be safe, stay strong. We'll all get through this. And, uh, you know, trying to be optimistic about everything happening in the future. But yeah, that was my Curiosity Daily plug. Awesome. And I have to say, Curiosity Daily is one of the only podcasts that I can like really binge watch or binge listen to one after another after another if I get behind. Like a lot of the other ones, like I'll be able to listen to two or three in a row sort of thing. But Curiosity Daily, I can just keep going because it's it's such different content, right? Like, you know, you have it, it's not like you're doing the same type of story every single time, right? You've got a good variety. So it's definitely worth subscribing to. So uh, I'm glad you could come on here. I'm glad you're still are willing to bring yourself down to our level after your big shot discovery personality. So thank you again for coming on here, Cody. Dude, I meant it. You guys are legit. My peers, like the gunnageek.com show is very good. You are all very good at what you do. It is awesome. I just happen to have gotten lucky and have some extra distribution with Discovery. But like, you guys are awesome. And I love doing this and I will do it anytime. And better podcasting, without better podcasting, I would not be where I am today. So like, you guys rock. Like, do not ever think that I'm cool because I suck. But you guys rock. (laughs) It is a super permutation. Super permutation. (laughs) Thank you. SP, like you knew it the whole time. You were just like sitting over there, SP. You were just like, I know. I listened to the episode. Like, why weren't you? I, I edited it. Yes, I should know these things. Super permutation. That's all I got to say. He's just setting you up already to take your place. That's all. Dude, he'd do better than me. I got to be careful when I come on here. It's, it's bad. He's going to show me up every time. Yeah, that might be true. But, you know, I did tweet Ashley and... At the beginning of the show, she hasn't gotten back to me yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, for episode number 326 of the OfficialGunnaGeek.com show, I'm Stephen John Drew, and Cody may try to make you smarter through a few minutes each day. I make you dumber each week. And I'm SP, and we're talking hypersonics in the future. I'm Chris Farrell, and I've been making people dumber via podcast since 2012. I'm not going to leave my room for another three weeks, am I? Nope. Not with that backdrop. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for checking out another episode of the official GunnaGeek.com show. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or a thumbs up on YouTube. You can always join us for our live recording sessions, which stream Mondays at 8.45 p.m. Eastern at www.geeks.live. And remember, you can find our full back catalog at gunnageek.com forward slash show. If you're itching for more geeky content, check out other shows on gunnageeknetwork.com. Voice work was by Emily Prokop of the Story Behind podcast. That's it for this episode. We hope to see you back again next week.